0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Not, not a very exciting episode for the listeners out there. I'm your host, Mason Choate. I'm joined by the boys, Robert Stewart, Christian Cheatham, and we're going to talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks getting swept by Georgia. Um, we have to talk about that. We, I mean, there's really no getting around that fact, but we'll have some cool stats uh, on Caleb Cowley. We got that coming up. Another injury that's very unfortunate to our guy, Tavian Josenberger. Uh, And then, I mean, we got to talk about the injuries. Like, that's all there is to it. It, Arkansas got swept. They're still number seven in the D1 baseball rankings. So it's like, I, I think that us as members of the media, we have accepted the fact that people online are just stupid and they just don't understand and they're just going to overreact about everything but at the same time getting swept by georgia deserves a little bit of the reaction right robert well i mean vibes are low right now that's for sure but
1: between between three straight losses to a team that uh you know came into the weekend last in the sec east and like you said the the injuries are starting to mount i mean it's it's looking a little dire however um you know the 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 season still has plenty of uh, plenty of games Left, and if we learned anything from last year, it's that nothing really matters until May. So, uh, let's let's pump the brakes on the overreactions. Um, yes, it's looking is you know it's it's tough to swallow, but uh, at the same time, like Georgia came into that game, I'm pretty sure I noted this on the last last episode, they'd won three of their last five conference games, including a doubleheader sweep of Kentucky and. A Friday night win over Brandon Sproton in Florida. So um, you know, that Georgia Georgia took a while to get going, but uh, they've they've arrived. They're a very good baseball team. So if there's any silver lining, I don't I don't know.
0: I don't think there's any silver lining, to be honest with you. I mean, like you could sit here and say that Georgia's a good baseball team, and I, I won't disagree with you. They got some good players, um, you know, but at the same time, you were you were up eight to four in the bottom of the ninth of of game three like that you shouldn't have gotten you should not have been swept like that that should have never happened um so that's that's where i'm going to disagree with you is like yes georgia has a good team yes georgia won the series like they earned that series win they won the first two games like that's how it went you know arkansas didn't really have a chance in either of those like of course they had a chance but if georgia was winning those games and then game three arkansas should have won that's just how it should have gone Uh, there's no way of dancing around the fact that you were up eight to four, and then you bring in Ben Bybee, and he gives up back-to-back jacks. Like that's that's what I got for you, man.
1: (laughs) I you. I I was I was merely being as optimistic as humanly possible when I tried to suggest a silver lining. So you know,
0: at some point we got to stop being optimistic, Christian. You got your hand raised. Go ahead.
2: Well, the. Like you said, there's really no silver lining. The only silver lining we had was that Hagen Smith came in and shoved and got us in a great position to win. And then they just, you know, for a lack of a better term, they blew it. But it's good to see that Hagen had a great start. I guess that was the one thing that he's back in the rotation. Probably Hagen was
1: walking the walk and talking the talk. He, uh, he got into it with the Georgia out there on Sunday or Saturday.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, hey, I mean Hagen, Hagen was Hagen. You know, you saw it from him. The the big thing was Gage Wood. We we were raving about Gage Wood after last weekend. Like I led the podcast off with Gage Wood. I was a big Gage Wood guy. I'm gonna have to text Cable and tell him I'm not a Gage Wood guy anymore. Gage Wood is what well, Gage is the reason that Arkansas lost. Now and that's not hundred percent true, but according to Dave Van Horn, they needed more than four outs from Gage Wood. Five five. Wait, did he get five outs or four outs? I think he got four. He got five. He got five. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, they needed. He said more- he got four. Dave was wrong about that's that. That's why. I, that's why I was confused. Uh, anyways, they needed more than that out of him uh, across what fifty-two pitches. So um, that was that was tough. That really hurt them. That's why he had to go to Ben Bybee, and then of course everything fell apart. But yeah, no, I I think we can be optimistic and we can also be pessimistic because you shouldn't have lost the game. But at the same time, I and I've seen this on social media saying that injuries aren't an excuse, sometimes I agree with that. Sometimes I agree that injuries are not an excuse. But if you look at this Arkansas baseball team, injuries are 100% an excuse, right? Like, you were without your starting catcher, your starting center fielder goes down with a hamstring injury, you're already without your ace, you're already without your bullpen ace, you're already without your closer, and your star left fielder. I mean, it's 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 remarkable to me that people are still
1: going back to January to find that Van Horn quote about the depth of the pitching staff and still taking it out of context, by the way, yeah. um, like you, you have to understand that, that those three in, in Wiggins, Frank and, and Tiger are, are just detrimental. Um, you know, we, we can talk about this more when we launched into Sunday's game, but, there's there's no reason Ben Babie should have been caught on in a in a situation like that. I mean, no no disrespect to the guy, but that's just not that's just not a spot for a freshman.
0: No, that that should have been Dylan Carter, man. I mean, like we were talking about it. it well, like... and and best case scenario,
1: you, you got every everybody healthy and Brady Tigers throwing so.
0: Yeah, no, that's the thing, but also, you know, we'll we'll get into it more. Yeah, it's it's tough. The injuries, the injuries have really really hurt Arkansas, but you look at it, they're still 30 and what, 30 and 11? Is that right? 30 and 10. 30 and 10 overall, 11 and 7 in conference play. You're still in second place in the SEC West. And if if anything, the guys at D1 baseball who do this for a living and I think that they're the only ranking system that you should look at because they're the only one that the NCAA uses. Um, they dropped Arkansas a whopping two spots for getting swept by Georgia in the rankings. So, not to mention, like it was a tough week for the top five, the top ten as a whole. I mean,
1: absolutely. Florida got swept. Vanderbilt got swept. Um, you know, top top ten. Virginia lost. Um, I, I feel like there were there were some other ones too, but you know, it. It, it's gonna be okay. Now is not the time to overreact.
2: No.
0: Christian, I you got anything to add?
2: Yeah, one thought. I think, yeah, Ben Ben shouldn't have been put in that situation and we but we all agree on that. I think going back to the day before has a lot to do with what happened there because Cody Adcock had to go three innings the day before. And we were already we the race backs were already down six to zero at that point when Cody Adcock came in the game. That's probably a point where Bybee or or Fout should have come in and let them eat some innings instead of Adcock because we needed Adcock Saturday.
1: Well, I mean, they knew they knew that they weren't going to use Hagen Smith in that game, which made him the de facto Game Three starter. So, yeah, I mean, you you pick you pick the arms you want to use after that, and you know Ben Bybee. We heard it from Van Horn wasn't one of those arms. Ben Bybee could have thrown Friday. That's a great point.
2: Yeah
0: um all right so let's go to thursday's game though because we haven't really hit on that one at all arkansas loses six to five in the series opener It was a tough loss georgia plates five in the bottom of the third after you felt good about getting out to a 2-0 lead in the in the top of the first nine pitches in the vibes were awesome i i thought like nine pitches in i was like all right here we go you know arkansas is going to rake this weekend uh, of course, that didn't happen. Georgia was the team that raked. They really got to Hunter Hall in there in the bottom of the third. And it was – so and then Hunter Hall and goes two more. I mean, was that just a situation of, you know, we're just going to trust our guy to figure it out? Or was that a situation of, like, we're just going to – we're just going to see how long we can get out of him? I, I mean,
1: a little of both, I would say. Um, you know, I mean, what, what what did he end up with pitch count-wise? Uh, 99.
0: 99.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a matter of this is this is our guy. Um, you know, we're we, we gotta roll with him. I mean he didn't he didn't give up any more earned runs after after that five spot in the third there. It was the the two outer by John Bolton that cost him for, for an unearned run, which ended up being the game game winning run, by the way, uh in the fourth. But I mean, you know, you you've gotta you 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 plan for Holland to go five or six innings every given week, right? So you can't you can't spoil your pitching plan right away just because he doesn't have it. Um, it I mean, it, it turned out to be one bad inning. Like the the fourth and fifth weren't necessarily clean, but he didn't give up any earned runs. So um, yeah, it, it's a matter of you you got to get you got to get your your quota from from your ace and and trust that, that he'll figure it out.
0: Uh Robert, go through go through the the rest of the game, how Arkansas I mean, didn't they have bases loaded, no outs at one point and couldn't capitalize?
1: That is that is accurate. So they left eleven men on base in that game. Three for eighteen with runners in scoring position. They went down one two three in the second, but they stranded at least one runner in every other inning. Um they got one back in in the sixth courtesy of a Kendall Diggs leadoff double. Caleb Callie drove in a sack fly. Kendall Diggs getting things going again in the eighth. This is the one you mentioned leadoff walk, Ben McLaughlin plunked Caleb Calley single. Uh, and that's uh, that. So that made it what six to four at that point. And then Brady Slavens wears another pitch. You got bases loaded. Nobody out Hudson Polk, John Bolton, Tavian Josenberger, all strike out. And, you know, bases loaded. Nobody out turns into one run and one run only. That was, that was a killer. As as Dave Van Horn so eloquently put it,
0: yeah, no. At, after that point, there were conversations had, uh, not not within the team, within like myself, Robert, some other people, of like they've got to figure out this bottom of the lineup thing. Like this cannot keep happening, where it's just almost guaranteed out. Now Hudson Polk, he really helped himself there uh, in this series. You know, with the home run in Game Three, like he he started to make good contact so he helped himself but we need to have an honest conversation about john bolton on this podcast because you don't you don't want to talk about, about a guy and you know it's not our job to like trash on him it's our job to talk about the stats and the stats say that like this dude is not playing very well
1: i mean with 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 what harold cole gave you this weekend it's 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 tough to continue to make a case for
0: bolton i think and I was, we've been, we've been holding out on it too. Like we've been trying to, you know, play the card of like, you know, Bolton, you know, defensive guy, he helps you, you know, he does enough at the plate, not really anymore. And and then the error on Thursday really kind of like sealed the deal, especially in like all of our heads we're like, okay, if he's going to make this error that eventually costs you the game, like just play Harold Colt, you know, Christian, I know you got something to add.
2: Yeah. I mean, beginning of the season I was a big Harold Cole guy and then once John Bolton won the job I was all in I was like all right let's go I, I love his defense he plays hard he runs hard but he's he's gotten most of the starts and most of the appearances and he just has not produced consistently well at all really uh he's at the bottom of batting average on the of the, among the starters and then Harold Cole in the small sample size but hit 270 with the seven doubles and two homers like I know he's getting to probably a lot of midweeks in those, but I think it's probably time to give him a fair shot of starting like a whole weekend. Um, probably, I mean, you have to start him probably Texas A&M all weekend, in my opinion. I'd I'd be remiss to mention that
1: in in that eighth inning, it was Harold Cole who struck out because he pinch hit for Bolton in the fifth.
0: Um, that's that that, but that's gonna happen. Like yeah. you have to look at it from a big picture standpoint. You can't just look at one at bat. No. Harold Cole, yes, Harold Cole struck out. John Bolton had the error that cost Arkansas the game.
1: And got pinched hit for in the fifth inning. Like he Dave recognized it, right? I mean, Cole played over half the series, and Cole had a double. Cole had two doubles in the series, by the way. He had a leadoff double in the seventh that the top of the order couldn't do anything with.
0: Yep. See? It's like, it. Here's here's the way I look at it, is if the only thing that I can say positive about a guy is the fact that he changed his walk up song and I like it. And the social media team does a good tweet when he drives in his 10th run of the season on April 22nd. Uh, though, if those are the two positive things that I can say about a guy, then maybe you're at the point where, yeah, you probably go to Harold Cole because, like, I've been playing Left Hand Free in my car a lot because it's a good song. Uh, but John Bolton is just he's not bringing them home. You know, he, John B is not bringing it home. And maybe Harold C can do that, you know?
1: Right. And I, listen, I understand the whole defensive thing. That's, that's been Dave stick forever. And it's, it's clear to me that Bolton is a better defender than Cole. And that's, that's not something you're going to deduce from fielding percentage necessarily. It like, if you just watch the two play shortstop, Bolton looks smoother than Cole does. I mean, you probably get more double plays uh out of out of Bolton than more fielder's choices out of Cole because it seems like he hesitates a little bit. Um and and I'm sure that that's what Van Horn is looking at. Um because clearly he's not looking at the offensive numbers and making these decisions, right?
0: Well, it it reminds me a lot of the the situation of when they had Jacob Nesbitt at third base. Like Jacob Nesbitt was just he could not hit and it it he was really really struggling at the plate, but he kept playing because he was good a good defender at third base. It's like the same situation of like John Bolton can't hit the ball very well, but he's going to keep playing shortstop because Dave Van Horn wants a defensive shortstop. And and right. and, and at what point do people online just realize that? But now it's now now we're part of the mob online because we're like okay let's just let's just go to Harold Cole you know. You I think you take the the lack of defense for the uh better offense at this point, right?
1: Well, I mean, without Jared Wagner and, and Tavian Josenberger in the lineup, you may have to. They they I, I mean their their hand may be forced at this point.
0: Look, man. They're gonna have to figure some stuff out. I mean, heck, I saw this mentioned. It's not an awful idea. And we've got to, we got to get to a lot of other stuff. It's not an awful idea. What if you move Peyton Stovall to shortstop and bring Tavian? oh, wait, no, Tavian Rosenberg is hurt. I, Never mind. Can't do that anymore. Okay. No, Peyton Holt could play second, move Stovall to short, and then who do you play I, I do like Holt at yeah. second. But Borfin Jace, is center. Jace Borfin your center fielder for the next several weeks, I would think. Right. Then you've got
1: Diggs Potter and Grimes.
2: Grimes. Diggs and right, Grimes and left, yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's going to be Grimes or Neville, and Bill. Yeah. Neville doesn't have the bat that you need, and Grimes doesn't really either, but it's, I would say, better than Neville so far, maybe.
0: I, I mean, he's got a bigger sample size. How many at bats has Neville had this year? 15? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's look at
1: it in conference, too. Neville hasn't taken an, an official at-bat in, in league play. Grimes has taken five. And he has one hit.
0: Yeah, no, it's a very small sample size. Uh, okay, we need to move on though to Saturday's game or Friday's game, excuse me. Arkansas loses seven to three. Uh, McIntyre. I mean, at this point in the season, Will McIntyre is just not going to locate, right? Like he he hasn't he hasn't had his stuff and he hasn't located, and that's what we've heard every single game. So, right. I it it's unfortunate because for those who listen to the podcast, Will McIntyre is my guy. I declared him the Golden Spikes Award winner. It's not going to happen. You know, I hate to spoil it. Will McIntyre is not winning the Golden Spikes Award this year. It's just not going to happen. Um, and <laughs> it's it's just unfortunate, man. It stinks. I hate it for Will. Will's a good guy. I like I like Will when he's winning, right? When Will is pitching good, the attitude he has, the confidence he has, it's fun to watch. We've talked about it with Hunter Holland. It's fun to watch when this dude is, like, on his game. And when he's not – it's not fun to watch, right?
1: No, it's not. um shout out to to my guy Daniel She at the traveler for this stat but four four home runs allowed in all of last year and about the same number of innings um that he's thrown this year. He gave up four in that game. his total is fifteen on the year. I mean he's he's not locating and the SEC hitters are are recognizing that and now that they've seen him for two years, they they're they're teeing off. I mean, six, seven, eight, nine in Georgia's order. All hit a home run against Will McIntyre. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And and those are the guys that we weren't even thinking about. Exactly. We didn't even bring them up on our preview episode. And what was um who was George's main player that we were focusing on? The freshman. Oh, okay. And they didn't they limit him for a few games? Yeah. Like, I mean
0: Condon was, had a bad weekend for the most he part. He
1: was one for nine going into uh game three and he did have that 474 foot run but um yeah i mean he was he was essentially a non-factor for the first two games
2: yeah and if you look at his stat line going into the weekend you're like hey conan goes conan goes whatever it was two for is it two or how many hits did he have
1: he had three hits and 14 at-bats total
2: yeah so if he goes in three 14, even if he gives up that bomb you take that Oh, yeah. You're, you're thinking that, okay, they limited him. The rest of the team probably didn't do too much. But no, it was the six, seven, you know, bottom of the lineup guys that got to McIntyre. And the, I mean, the other pitchers as well. And, and was-
1: McIntyre sat Condon down on strikes three times, all three times he faced. Wow.
0: There was some crazy stat that they mentioned. I think it was Phil. I was listening to Phil Elson. He was talking about Mason LaPlante, the dude who was hitting in the nine hole transfer yeah. from Yale. Um, he apparently going into the series, he was four of his last four for 44 in his last 44 at bats entering the series. And then on, on Friday, he goes, Let's see. No, I'm on the wrong one. He goes, What three for two, four? Two for well, yeah, two for three Thursday, three for four with a home run Friday. Yeah, that's freaking wild. Nine hole hitter. Um, yeah, no, it was tough. And then, of course, Arkansas, you know. Scored three in the bottom of the eighth, but that was it. How did that happen again?
1: Um, so oh, Harold Brady Cole Slavins. let it off for of the double. By the way, Brady Slavens went deep for the uh, to snap a to snap a home run drought. Right, that was uh, two games without one at that point. Yeah. Uh, Hudson Polk with a double uh, ended up scoring on a Jace Borf and sack fly, but that was that was one of those where he had two on and nobody out, and then. Or two on and one out. So that that was another another chance to string together, you know, more than three runs in that inning, but didn't happen.
0: Yep. All right. Um, yeah, I'm done with those two games. Let's talk about the craziness on Saturday. Uh before we do, I guess I should uh tell you you can go to ChinookSeedery.com, use code DHP10 at checkout to get the best seeds in the world. Robert's got the shirt on. DHP10, 10% off your order. Get the cinnamon toast seeds. I'm telling you the cinnamon toast seeds. I mean, it's just, there's no competition. Like I, I like the Parmesan and pepper, but cinnamon toast, no question. We went to Bucky's on our way down to the uh, college baseball showdown and we bought six bags of the, of the cinnamon toast. We didn't get anything else. It was just cinnamon toast. So the other ones are good. Like you, you want to try the other flavors. Maybe get like a sampler pack or whatever, but definitely get the cinnamon toast. You can get 10% off your order code DHP10 at checkout. Uh, com. Okay uh, Yeah, so Sunday's game Or Saturday's game I, I hate these Thursday through Saturdays Because I always do that
1: I mean solely for that purpose though Like I, I enjoy having Sunday off Yes But it is it is tricky trying to, you know Keep everything straight with days of the week Yeah We have um, it again this week is, yeah.
0: it, is it Thursday through Saturday again? Yeah The,
1: the finale against A&M is at 11 a.m. So not only will we have Sunday off but We will have Saturday night off
0: you're gonna be eating breakfast, huh?
1: Yeah, breakfast at the yard. All right. Um, like a perfect time for cinnamon toast seats.
0: That would be perfect time. Okay, so Arkansas loses nine to eight on Saturday, and I mean, just what a what an awful ending to a game. It was brutal. I mean, like I feel like we were all probably just sitting there watching it with our mouth open, like you know we should probably be working right now, but we're just like, what the heck just happened? Um. I mean, you take an eight to four lead. Like everything was great. Everything was great. Caleb Cowley. It's like, you know, you're ready to, you know, write the Caleb Cowley story. Like Caleb Cowley goes off Arkansas avoids the sweep against Georgia. And then you don't get to write the story because there's no reason to write the story. Right. Like Robert, you talked to the guy after the game and you asked him like three questions. The,
1: (laughs) the, the, The vibes were so bad. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, normally the protocol on the road is, you know, I'll I'll go tell our SID, you know, this is who I want to talk to. Uh, we we didn't exchange any words on our way down to the field. He just went over, got Caleb. I started talking to him. I was like, okay, I, you know, I got what I need. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Caleb. Yeah, um... and I mean, he he talked to the media on Zoom after Thursday's game, right? Because he had he had a couple of hits, and you know, he was like. He, you could tell he was in a bad mood. He didn't want to lose that game. As many runners as they left on base, you know, they clearly had a chance to win. And he was like, We'll be back. We'll be back. He was adamant about it. He, he, he said the same thing on Saturday. We'll be back. It's tough. I, it's tough to process a loss like this. The only way to do it is to forget it. We'll be back.
0: I, you know, and I'm with Caleb Callie. Like, I, I, I've been sitting here thinking about the way that we open the show, you know, how, you know, of course, we have to point out the things that went wrong. That's our job. We can't just be happy-go-lucky, only talk about the positives. We have to talk about the things that went wrong. But at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, well, Arkansas is going to be fine. The only thing you're worried about is the injuries, which have been awful. Like, the injuries are the reason that you're sitting here and you're you're trying to do the math, and you're like, okay, well, how many how many games can they win? How many games can they lose? Like, is this team going to host a regional, a super regional that's why you're thinking that if Tavian and Josenberger and Parker Rowland don't get hurt, I think that, you know, we're talking about a different outcome in this series. And I think that we're not, you know, questioning anything really with this team aside from the John Bolton thing, because that thing's gone that's gone way too far. Like that it, that has to be talked about at this point, win or lose this weekend. Like that that had to have been talked about. But um yeah. This game, man. Robert, do you want to just, like, talk about it? I, Christian, you talked about Hagen-Smith. Do you want to add anything else about Hagen-Smith's outing that you liked?
1: Well, let me throw one one note about Josenberger in real quick, and then we can get to Smith. Uh, Grimes, Hunter Grimes, who replaced him, struck out three times. Once was to end the fifth inning. There was nobody on base, so. And, and they had just taken the lead, so it wasn't the worst. Um, but then in the seventh inning, he struck out with two on and one out. So that was a big spot. And then in the eighth inning, he struck out with two on and one out again. So that's a lot of pressure
2: to put on Peyton Stovall behind him. Yeah.
0: All right, Christian on Hagen-Smith.
2: No, like I said, I mean, he looked good. He was the normal Hagen-Smith we've seen all year. And, you know, he got down uh, early in the third. uh, But then he stuck it out and pitched five innings until Arkansas took the lead again and that was what we needed that was what that was what the team needed that day so you know we got what we needed from hagen smith and the bats finally delivered in the fifth and then you know after he got after he was taken out you know the bullpen was hanging on got some insurance runs and it was looking good
0: yeah that's the um, thing like you got you got 3 runs of insurance in the 8th and you're like okay we got a four run lead here looking looking fine right and you're right. just like hoping that you know because at that point gage wood was done you're like okay can christian fouch take us the whole way i it, it couldn't happen robert you know talk about what happened and then i and then we can talk about you know the way that the game ended and the way that matt Hobbes used the pitchers
1: right we we mentioned the the mammoth home run for charlie condon earlier but you know again feet feet don't really matter because it only counted for two runs And as Christian mentioned, the three-run fifth. Caleb Cali going deep, tying it up. Hudson Polk, first home run since February 18 in Arlington against TCU. That was huge. Um, And then two more there, another Hudson Polk RBI in the seventh. A John Bolton RBI sack bunt, if you can believe that. Um, And then Cali going deep again for his third multi-hit game of the weekend. The first multi-home run game by a Razorback since Robert Moore in Stillwater last year. Um, I mean, what what a weekend for Caleb Callie! But like, how else do you put it? Seven for 11, seven RBI, five in the in the finale. Um, I mean, he 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 raised his batting average in the month of April to three ninety six. He is the team leader in home runs and RBIs this month. He's he's tied with Jays for five home runs, and uh He's got sixteen RBIs lead the team, nineteen hits lead the team, twelve oh five OPS this month. I mean, Caleb Cali. It that's that's one of the biggest mysteries of the season is why he ever sat. I, I, I know that he started poorly, but we we knew how much potential his bat had. You you post the Kendall Diggs
2: quote every time he goes deep. I, I think Cali has played himself into a, a bump up in the lineup. Especially with Wagner out right now, they he hits cleanup on Friday. Yeah, and I think he should probably stay there.
0: And and to, he, he needs to break to... up.
2: Go ahead. He needs to break up the lefties, and especially with Josenberger out now. Yeah, we have a very very lefty heavy lineup, and so he needs to get bumped up and break that up a little bit.
0: That is the tough thing about the Josenberger injury is that you lost your two switch hitters this weekend in Josenberger and Roland, and we don't know how serious Roland's injury is. Serious enough that he can play this weekend. Back issues, right? That's what Dave said. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the end of this game, though. So Vouch lets. So Arkansas leads eight four going to the bottom of the night. Fouch lets the first guy, first three guys, reach what a single and two walks. Walk and two singles. Having having. Gotten all
1: four hitters he faced in at the end of the seventh and during the eighth, so he he was hot. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, he he probably shouldn't have had to get more than
0: four outs. No. Okay. Tell me this, Robert. You were at the game. Was anybody other than Ben Bybee like even up? I don't believe so. I
1: I mean I I kept looking down to my left. I was like, oh, it's, it's Ben Bybee, and it was you know it was it was earlier. It wasn't you know. It, they didn't get him up in a hurry once Fauch let let the bases get full, um, but it was like okay, they're uh, they're not going to Dylan Carter who who told me that he was fine after he pitched on Thursday, um, so it, is he really fine? Because yeah. that seemed, that seemed like a good spot for Dylan Carter to come in and shut things down. Again, no, thing. no offense to Ben Bybee, but like that's I just don't know if that's a spot for a freshman when. You know, they, they chased two freshmen from that game in, in wood and fouch.
0: Um, and that's that's the big thing that you want to talk about, <clears throat> not throwing Dylan Carter in that situation. So what did Dave Van Horn have to say? He said we were letting him rest. He's pitched a lot for us, he's just having a little bit of soreness, and he hasn't had much soreness, just normal stuff. But we just felt like we didn't want to hurt him, obviously, and we feel like we and we didn't feel like we could put him in there. I don't like the way that sounds. I don't. Cause that's, a, I don't know. I, you, they're probably not thinking. And Davian Horn was ejected from this game, by the way. Like he, he wasn't yeah, there to make the decision. It. We haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, but I, I, I think that they probably went to Ben Bybee not thinking that he was going to give up a grand slam and then a walk off solo home run. Right. Like I, that's I, not, I, that's not what they were expecting.
1: I imagine they did not have that in mind. I imagine Ben Bybee did not have that in mind. But, uh, again, that's just, I don't know, against the three and four hitters in the lineup, that's just such a big spot. And yeah. it's its a shame that, you know, again, no disrespect to Bybee, but how how is he the number one option in that situation?
2: Who else is available in that moment besides Dylan Carter, who might be a little sore?
1: You might. Say Zach Morris because he only threw an inning the, the day before. But I mean, what what is the handedness of of Tate and Harbor? Are they were they righties or lefties?
0: I think Harbor was a lefty.
1: Tate, both of them are righties. So you probably don't want to throw Zach Morris in that situation.
2: Austin uh, Ledbetter, Ledbetter is who I was thinking. Ben Ledbetter McLaughlin at all? McLaughlin.
0: Mc, I heard I heard Phil say McLaughlin went to the bullpen. Was that right, Robert? I I didn't I didn't ever see him
1: throwing, and I I didn't notice if he was down there or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and you know, it's it's tough with Ledbetter and and McLaughlin too, because we haven't seen McLaughlin throw in an SEC game yet. And and you know, Ledbetter
0: has been in the blowouts. I feel like. Yeah. All right, that's what we got for you. I mean, like, I don't know what else to say. I I don't want to sit here and. And you know, rag on Matt Hobbs or anything. I don't think that anybody thought that that was going to happen. It was just a tough situation. Um, and now you just got to monitor these injuries like Wagner. Uh, I guess we're still expecting him back for South Carolina, maybe. Um, Brady Tiger potentially getting him back this weekend against AM. Uh, Josenberger, we don't know. I, I don't, we don't know on Josenberger, which is really tough. it um, takes
1: some time, is what we know.
0: Yeah. Um it's a hamstring injury those those linger, so and then what else? what other injury Parker Roland gotta monitor that, and that I don't want to start a rumor or anything about Dylan Carter um but d v h said he has soreness, so just take that however you will. Hopefully it is actually just soreness. They just didn't want to throw him
1: right and one one final note on on Saturday's game. No, no reason to rag on Matt Hobbs. Like we said, the plan was there. I think, you know, if, if there's one point in the game that turned it, maybe it's Gagewood throwing the ball into center field uh, when, when trying to turn two. And yeah. that looked like a play that they could have gotten two outs on. They got no outs on it. It ended up costing a run. We didn't think it was going to matter because Arkansas scored five runs in the seventh and eighth combined, but you know, looking back on it, that that proved to be big because you know that could have been, that could have been a one, two, three inning for him. Maybe could have had a smoother seventh. Maybe could have pitched into the eighth, and then Fausch could have finished it off.
0: All right, uh, let's uh let's do weekend MVPs like super quick. Don't even give like an explanation. Just name your weekend MVP.
1: Let we uh, just unanimously say Caleb Callie right now.
0: Yeah, let's just unanimously say Caleb Callie.
1: Honorable mention to Kendall Diggs though.
0: Kendall Diggs played good in the field for the most part. Um, and also set Cali
1: up for his RBIs.
0: Yeah. Uh. So Cali seven, seven hits, seven RBI. Um. Scored three runs. Had two home runs. Yeah. Big weekend from Cali. All right. Uh. Christian, you have anything to add? Shout out South Carolina, by the way. South Carolina is really making us look smart, and not shout out us as a podcast because we never actually put the future bet in, even though I told Robert to do it. What? I Come did it. I said in our group chat I said Robert place the future bet right now. That day that we recorded it and you were like, oh, I can't do it. I'll do it later." Here we are like 3 weeks later, South Carolina is the number 2 team in the country or whatever.
1: Oh, I was probably in Mississippi. Uh Therefore couldn't place the bet. That's tough.
0: Yeah, now now at this point it's not worth putting a bet in on them. Because Well, the at, odd... at
1: least at least the world will know that our brains are big.
0: Yeah. We did hey, yeah, we we you heard it here first. We did say it. That was very smart of us. <laughs> um, so Christian, you don't have anything to add?
2: No, I think I'll just reiterate. Cole needs to be in the starting lineup, which we all kind of agree at this point. And I think Cali deserves to bat fourth moving forward until Wagner's back or another option is in there.
0: All right. Uh, this week you got a trip to Springfield, Mo. Springfield, Missouri. Arkansas is going to play at Missouri State. Robert and I plan on being there. Uh, and then A and M coming to town. Revenge, revenge series after last year. Yeah, Remember we'll be back to the Leash bench. Yeah, that was wild. Eleven Man, to, we're now. to have a a Dylan Leash behind the plate. Man, not not behind the plate at the plate hitting. Now, I don't think you want him behind the plate that much, but um. All right, let's wrap up the Diamond Hogs podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Visit Hogmeade.com for all your Arkansas athletics coverage and tell your friends about the Diamond Hogs podcast. We'll talk to you on Thursday.
2: You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at doctor Stew32.